Greetings and welcome to the Pampering Myself podcast and advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Greetings and welcome to the Pamper Myself podcast. I'm your host, Pam Jones, a.k.a. Jonesy, and today I have an exciting guest, Berlin Brown. She's a wife, mother, and entrepreneur, and she will be sharing with us her leap of faith in pursuing her dream. Please help me welcome my friend, Berlin Brown. Good morning, Berlin, and welcome to Pampering Myself. I'm so glad you're here to share your story. Yes, Pam. I'm glad, too. I'm glad to be a part of this uh, pod endeavor that you're involved in, and I'm looking forward to sharing some of my life's issues. (laughs) You and I have known each other now for 16 years, and ever since I've known you, you have gone nonstop. Now, before we get into the meat of this interview, I just want to know how and when does Berlin find time to pamper herself? You and I have often, or I have often, called you my poster child for stress. And we have had many conversations about the need for some downtime. But like the energizing bunny, you just keep on going. Yes. Actually, I don't know how I keep going, Pam. I guess it's by the grace of God. But yes, I have always been a person that's... uh, I wouldn't say aggressive, but assertive in whatever endeavor I take on. Um, I find that it starts from a child. Even I can go all the way back when I was five years old. I was a special child. (laughs) Whether it's picking up, bringing a dog home for my mom to nurse and to take care of, or bringing the boy home, bringing another friend home to eat. Well, I'm glad it's working for you. But now let's talk about this dream you pursued many years ago in becoming an entrepreneur. Not many people would quit their job, especially a high-paying job, to pursue pursue a dream. So let's start from the beginning. When did you first recognize you had that entrepreneurial spirit, and what was your vision? I would take it back to childhood. And everybody becomes an entrepreneur when they're impacted by their life and what they're doing at that time. And the thing that impacted my life was my mom. She was a single parent, struggling, trying to make ends meet. And I could see that in her, her pain and her commitment to her kids. So at that time, I knew that I wanted to find my mom a house that we could live in and we didn't have to move every first of the month. So it started back then, I can remember putting my age up so that I could get a job. I wasn't old enough, but I did put my age up and by me being tall, I was able to uh, obtain a job as a waitress. And actually that was the start of my people skills. starting from there and just moving on. But I believe it was just embedded in me and it's something natural. It was in my DNA to be my own boss or to uh, 
to go after my dreams. And my dreams back then, it changes as you grow up, was to find shelter and find shelter for my mom. Now, it's a little ironic. Our audience doesn't know yet what your dream was, but it was uh, purchasing properties. And I found it interesting that you say that you were motivated to purchase a house for your mom. Uh, most of us are motivated by doing something um, nice, and most people who get a bunch of money um, do just that, purchase a house. But you went a little bit beyond that. And at some point, though, even though you had that dream, you went on to work for Chrysler, correct? No, General Motors. General Motors. Yes, okay. General Motors. So how did you get to General Motors? Actually, what is so ironic, I started working at Burton Abstract Title Insurance uh, after leaving school, after graduating from high school. I purchased my first home. Well, I purchased a four-bedroom home for my mom at the age of 18, and I worked there. And downtown working and putting in jobs and resumes, and that's how I attained and uh, word of mouth and started working for General Motors at the tech center. Been there for years, um, over 25 years at General Motors. And then I decided in the later years, uh, after buying my first home, then I bought a second home. Then when I got married, my husband had bought his home for his mom. We met at General Motors. So we started co collaborating together and getting partnerships and buying multiple units. And it seems like we were buying maybe one or two properties a year, which was fine. And at that time, I was still working. And we ended up purchasing, uh, at that time, three apartment buildings. So no way I could continue working at General Motors and managing the apartment buildings and going to court. <laughs> so therefore, we knew that... Um, uh, if I'm going to work that hard, I needed to work hard for myself. And we made a decision that I would be the one to um, stop work, take care of the kids. We have two children. Take care of the kids and take care of the property. Now, you said something interesting that uh, you all decided to that you would be the one that would stop working. How many years had you worked at Gen General Motors when you made that decision? I made that, we made the decision probably five years before I quit General Motors. So uh, I had, was when I had 20 years. After I made it to 20 years, that seemed like that had been a safe number to leave and get something um, in return after I left General Motors. And then five years, so I ended up leaving at 25 years. And we had, during that same year, we purchased it purchase a eight-unit apartment building. So I understand now you have a big book, if I want to call it that, of property. But I want to go back to this first house because I know firsthand that at some point you had some problems and um, that first house uh, may have been in jeopardy. But you retrieved that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that is pure determination, and you still have that home well, today. Well, the house really meant a lot to me. 
and then uh, um, my sisters and my siblings, which that was the house. The house, I always felt that families should have one home that they can nurture and pass through and leave in the family. Whether a family gets married, then that, that couple would probably move into that home, add on to the homes, and then pass it on. But the home stays within the family. And as a child growing up, I would go in, out to Gross Point, and I would see all these big mansions on the river. I said, wow, how can one person afford that and keep it up? Looking further into it, I realized, no, they move families in. And the couples that move in, they'll build an add-on to that house so it stays in the family, and it just carries over and over as the generations pass through. So one loses a job, they have an opportunity to stay until they get up on their feet. So it was like an estate for the family. And when I, I uh, used to see that, and I um, would always wonder, why can't I own a home like that? Or what can we do to own a home like that? So actually, the one reason for buying and purchasing home was to leave a legacy with my kids. But as you know, your kids don't always see your visions right. always on the same page. <laughs> My daughter's out in California, and she doesn't feel she's coming back. So that's out. And uh, we stopped purchasing homes because opportunity came our way. And when the opportunities came our way to buy homes, we passed it off to our friends. We stopped buying it. We passed it off because at a certain point, you want to start preparing for uh, retirement. And retirement means not working hard but working smarter and just doing the things that you want to do. And what in every journey um, and on the road of life, things happen. Well, now, Berlin, I want to um, talk about retirement because uh, even though our listening audience um, is just listening to us and not able to see or know, mm -hmm. we know that you have gotten to or surpassed retirement. <laughs> what is normally known in the field of retirement, but yet you continue to move on. So Berlin, I'm, I'm really curious. I know that you have said on, on the many conversations we've had about, let's see, your favorite word is you're going to start backpedaling. Yes. And yes. that you were going to do less. But I'm not sure I'm convinced, and not not that it matters if I'm convinced. I'm not sure you're convinced, because I think you still move, and I guess that's okay because what we have seen with people who sit down in your generation and my generation, the thought of retirement does not mean to go home and sit down. Oh no! Like it was in our parents' generation. That's right. Uh, no, Pam. And, you know, I'm proud to say that next year I'll be 70 years old and I still move I'm like I'm 40. And I that, move like I'm 45. And yes, she does. <laughs> and yes, she does move that but, way. And it may be contributed to you moving around and not just sitting around. So it's something to be said about moving. And even though in my mind, you are not really pampering yourself in a way that I see it. You're pampering yourself in a way that works for you. Yes. Now, and it doesn't take much for me. Yes, there are some times when I want to sit down and do nothing, get in the backyard, sit in the chair with a water hose and a, and a martini or drink, and just look up at the sky. So 
yes, I, we've, um, in my journey to reach or to make happen what I wanted to make happen, I have not really gotten there yet. But I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. I can make it if I really push it, but I'm set, almost 70 years old. And, and so that brings me to the point of 70. At what point will you say, now I need to start considering passing this along or transferring or getting out from under and just really enjoying uh, the rest of your life? Do, well, just so that you know, I've said this three years ago, but when I said that I was going to, my quote, back paddle, I didn't realize how deep I was in what I was doing. And I was doing a lot of things, but I, would, I was not totally on my bandwagon to focus on my goal. I'm doing the real estate. Now it's time to, the real estate should not work me. I should work the real estate. But things happen on your journey in life, whether it's uh, the significant other or your spouse, everybody doesn't get on the same page because you're changing each year and your outlet is changing. So at this point in my life, I've already started back paddling and starting to come down so I can focus on what my end result is going to be. And my end result is going to take place in the next four years. And I'll be, what, almost 75. Right. So that's the scary thing. But working and being, doing what you truly enjoy doing and being around people is what keeps you young and keeps you alive. Absolutely. I am not a stay-at-home mom, no way. And everybody else knows I need help at home. So you know I'm not a stay-at-home mom. But I find that people... And what you enjoy doing means a lot. Yes, I need some of that uh, meditation time. And I do every now and then. Music. Music is my meditation. I can be in the car. And I can. I may not stop driving or I may skip my destination just so I can finish hearing that record that's on. Or that I may drive on the expressway just to play about 10 of my favorite uh, songs or music. To get home. So I, I don't require a lot, but what I require now and what my goal is now that I'm looking forward to back paddle on the real estate. It's either going to run itself or somebody else is going to manage it. And sometimes in life you make certain decisions, but life elements and circumstances will impact your dream, will impact what you're doing. And we all experienced that in 2008. 2008, we still had our property. People cut the lines of credit off. So that causes you to use your personal thing to survive. It may not have been a good decision, but we, we made that decision. So now we're getting back up. Things seem to be picking up in the city of Detroit. And as we get back up on our feet, then we'll make some smarter decisions. And the key thing about entrepreneurship and surviving is to learn to maybe to consider collaborating. Collaborating brings you, and that's in whatever you do. Yes. Uh, you may want to collaborate to make, to give you less time to enjoy or to have some downtime. I can always squeeze in downtime, but I, I, I am wired up. 
I am wired up differently. I love projects. I'm not a long-term person of projects. I love making things happen. When someone say no, don't say no to me because I will go right at it. And that, that just feeds me in doing things. So I love making things happen. I love making things happen that other folks may say, oh, that can't happen. So, uh, but I can't do that by myself physically at 75 years old. Right. And I so, know there were a few times that, um, you know, due to health, minor health issues that you were down and you had to refocus. Um, could you share what's been the most challenging as far as your uh, entrepreneurship and your real estate business? What has caused you the most stress? I don't mind sharing this. <laughs> I have to laugh at that question, Pam. Because, uh, you know, I'm so transparent, and the first thing I have to come off the top of my head, real estate was my baby, my vision. And when my husband was in love with me. <laughs> he is. He still when, is. When he was in love with me, he made these things happen. He did all this. But now his focus is totally different. He said, after 35 years of marriage, he said, he's not on that love bandwagon to do all this work. <laughs> Bring tears to my eyes. But um, so, but, and as we deal with the situation that we're in now, I'm the one that has to make things happen. He'll go away with it. My husband definitely not only wants to, but he needs to relax and sit down uh, because of some issues he has. And there's no way that uh, I can continue that. But sometimes when a person is sick, they get worse as far as making decisions and letting go. Absolutely. So uh, at this point, and you know, we as women, yes, we have to make decisions and keep it pushing in the way we feel that we need to go. And so I'm at this point now, but I'm also so thankful and grateful and for God. God, he is an awesome God, and he didn't bring me this far to just leave me. But to give back to the future entrepreneurs, you do have to have that plan and that time frame. Because it, and my issue or my passion was real estate. It has always been real estate. Brought on to me by my mom trying to do that. But what I say to folks now, if you can afford 10 properties, only buy 8. Because you want to balance your life out. You can get so caught up. And then you also have to have your spouse or significant other has to have, have a little passion for what you have a deep passion for. Or they have to stand on the guidelines and be willing to support you in what you do or what you want to do. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I know that it does take, um, if you're married, your significant other, your uh, spouse, your mate, does have to be on the same page. And I know you guys were on the same page and still are. I also know um, your husband went back to work. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And there you go. That entrepreneurship and that that my passion. He, My husband retired. And he, he in his mind, he said, oh, no, he's not going to let Berlin work him to death in this real estate arena. When he, then that's why I say uh, um, that, uh, I am. I am a wide person. I, I love doing things. I'm a pusher. I'm a driver. 
uh, folks, the word is they don't like to work for me because I'm a, a slave master. No, I like things done. I want it done then and that, and people run from me. So my husband, uh, at home, I have so much I want to do, but I'm doing it too. And he said, oh, no way. He's getting out from under my thumb, and he went back to work. And he's happy. He is happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure because. He is talking, and, 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 and with his spirit, I told him, I said, you too happy. I'm basically the same way. Uh, if I'm at home and I'm doing something, then everybody else in the house I'll has to be, be doing something. They can't just be sitting around. Oh, so yes, watching I, TV. I understand <laughs> that he said if he was going to get any peace, it would have to be on the job. That's right. So it worked out, um, I guess, for the both of you that um, he went back to work right. and you can continue. Now, there's one thing that being a entrepreneur or in your case um, property management there seems to have to be an exit plan and I guess in an exit plan and with as much property as you guys have um, are you trying to uh, work that exit plan um, I know you said your children don't want to take over the business so is your ultimate goal to eventually sell out all the property or you just, is that just up in the air? No, well, actually, there are some properties we may transition out of. And I do have an exit plan. I do, I'm looking forward to a different life, starting some more chapters. And my chapter is out near the resort area. Uh, I don't see the resort area here in Michigan. So I am, and I told my husband, so I am really been, not actively, been looking for um, in other areas of uh, the world to move, and I'm not locked in. Now, my son, he likes real estate. My son has the bug, but my son is working, and I'm not sure. I think we still have too much real estate uh, for him. And when you have too much and you don't have the right management to help, then you're really feeding the real estate uh, to keep it going. Uh, the only other good thing in Michigan, in Detroit, things are coming up. And it's a good blessing that we do have real estate in some prime areas that uh, people are interested in. But I'm not going to give it away. But I am looking. I'm very flexible in collaborating. Uh, I just went to a meeting yesterday of some, with some developers. And um, I think in the next two years or three years, there will be a big decision. We're already moving towards that direction as an exit. But in the meantime, you know, the stress comes with you have to deal with tenants and uh, doing the work and following up. And you're always at risk of somebody who wants to challenge you or uh, file a claim or, or against you. So those things come with the territory. So it's not just going and owning. You have to deal with personalities. You have to deal with uh, agencies. Uh, there is a lot, um, and it depends on what market of folks that you want to deal with. You have a lot of different demographics of the people, and you may have people with what they have mental challenges. So you still have to work with that, and you have to. Uh, there's more involved, and I tell it. Anybody that gets into real estate, you have to understand that you're just going to buy something, filling it up. It doesn't stop there. You have personalities blending that you have to work through. And you have to have good people skills. And you have to be able to laugh. 
You can't get caught up on every situation. You have to be able to find some laughter in it in order to keep you going. Well, I want to thank you, Berlin, for sharing your story. As so many of us have these dreams and goals, and yet we're afraid of taking the risk, including myself. But what I've come to believe, it's all in divine order. Any final thoughts or words of wisdom you'd like to share? The other thing I have to share, go after your dream and your passion. But only make sure you allow at least 20 minutes or more for that relaxation and that quiet time. You can get that quiet time and get in, in a chair in your house and sit behind that chair and close your eyes and meditate. Just so you can rejuvenate yourself to keep yourself going. Because the stress that comes along, it does affect your heart, your nervous system, your whole, your eating habits, your stomach. So we do have to take a moment to physically let our body just calm down and relax so that we can keep it moving. And you're going to have challenges in anything you choose to do in life. So I say move on your dreams, plan it out, and uh, make sure you do have an exit. At a certain time frame in your life, when do you want to stop? So you start working on, stop working, and let others work for you. Amen. And that was some great advice from Berlin. And as always, uh, I like to close out with something inspirational. I've often read this scripture when things weren't going quite my way or quick enough. And as you know, as you know we often want things in our own time and our own way. So I have the scripture by Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Yes, it's all in divine order. And have a blessed day.